G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, the dust has settled on some of the controversies that were bubbling along in the lead-up to Australia Day. The calls by the Greens to change the date of Australia Day and the idea that Indigenous Australians look back on some of the darker parts of our history since colonisation, and they'd see January 26th as Invasion Day. What goes unmentioned in the discussion about Australia Day is that's when the first fleet arrived on Australian shores and the chaplain was aboard. And the first fleet that brought the chaplain had a particular flavour of the Christian gospel that came to Australian shores. So Christianity arrived on Australian shores with the first fleet. And this coming weekend, many will mark the anniversary of the very first church service held on Australian soil that was led by the chaplain Richard Johnson. Well, let's talk about the significance of Christianity arriving on our shores. Peter Kentley is joining us. He's the founder and former executive director of the Christian Federation. Peter's back with us. Hello, Peter. Welcome to 2020. Oh, good morning, Neil. It's a pleasure to be with you again. Thank you. Uh, Well, Peter, this coming Sunday is known as Christian Heritage Sunday, and it's a Sunday that, for a lot of Christians, they're unaware of that history, but it is a day that marks the very first church service, and that's something that ought to be remembered. Yes, absolutely, Neil, and thank you for the introduction and reminding us of the background to our heritage. As you mentioned, um, Richard Johnson, the first chaplain, was on the first fleet, and it was a very significant uh, event. In fact, I would say the most important event in the history of Australia, if you want to use or if we want to refer to the Indigenous people saying that they've been in this continent for 65,000 years or however many years we wish to measure that in terms of creation. But nevertheless, in that time, what could have been of greater significance than the great news that Jesus Christ died on the cross for the salvation of every Indigenous person on this continent and indeed for every subsequent person who came to live in this land. In fact, when you look at the dark history, Peter, uh, the arrival of disease that came with the First Fleet and then there were, of course, uh, massacres and the challenges that came along with uh, early uh, colonial uh, people, Uh, this idea of Christianity arriving on the First Fleet is a little bit in stark contrast to that, but it's the good news that's mixed in with some of the bad news. Well, yes, just put a little bit more background to that. William Wilberforce, of course, that great campaigner for slavery in English history, he and John Newton, the author of the song we all know, Amazing Grace, between them prevailed upon the Prime Minister of Britain, William Pitt, who at that time was only 25 years old, to put the chaplain on the uh, on the first fleet to bring the gospel to the Aboriginal people of this continent. And 
the instructions of King George III was that the Aboriginal people were to be honoured and treated with respect. And if any people who came uh, on the First Fleet or Second Fleet subsequently breached that instruction of honouring uh, the Aboriginal people, that they were to be severely disciplined by Governor Phillip. So the intentionality of the First Fleet was not actually invasion, it was migration. And, of course, uh, most... <laughs> of the people would welcome uh, boat people as migrants to Australia now, why would we not have the same attitude of welcoming the boat people who arrived on the First Fleet, not coming with arms to destroy people, but actually coming with the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ for the Aboriginal people? Now, let me just uh, add here quickly that in any migration, there is both the good and the bad. That's why we have laws and why we have the police and and uh, whilst there was good both good and evil arrived i would actually go so far neil to say we would be insulting god himself if we want to call the arrival of the gospel an invasion uh, a negative invasion it was a positive invasion of the good news of christ um, but of course we do have to be honest and respect history that there were things that went wrong and there were people with wrong hearts who did damage to Aboriginal people as well. So while the bad and the good arrived together, we could, in fact, piece things together to come to a conclusion that the good, in fact, prevailed because of the Christian foundations that came along with the chaplain on the First Fleet. Let's come to the church service, because that church service held on the 3rd of February, 1788. Richard Johnson took that service, and it was very significant because the good and bad had arrived, but the good was to prevail. What do you understand about that first church service, Peter? Well, Richard Johnson was uh, an amazing minister of the gospel. He worked hard, he served people, he was rejected over and over. Um, a lot of the convicts did reject him, even many of the troopers did reject him, but he nevertheless served them, he loved them, he taught them to grow crops. And uh, then on that first, coming to that first service, he preached from Psalm 116, verse 12 was his text. And I quote here from the New Living Translation, What can I offer the Lord for all he has done for me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and praise the Lord's name for saving me. So that was the text and the spirit of the heart of Christ, the heart of God for Australia, that uh, he wanted the Aboriginal people and indeed all future inhabitants to raise a cup of salvation and praise the Lord's name for saving him. What a wonderful setting uh, in Sydney Cove on that Sunday, the 3rd of February, 1788, to, to launch um, the fellowship of the gospel with the Indigenous people as they got to know them. And it was the thing that united everyone on that day. There were, as I understand it, no exemptions. So uh, the soldiers, the convicts and those who were free all came together 
and they were a part of that church service. And as you indicate there, Peter, uh, the intention was uh, not only with prison reform and the immigration process, but it was also to bring the gospel to Australia. So the gospel marks that very first day and that very very first week, the very first church service on Australian soil. Yes, that's right. And of course, for the whole history of Australia, we're in a, <laughs> as in indeed in the whole history of two thousand years since Christ. We're in a battle between good and evil, between righteousness and, and holiness and justice and those forces that mitigate against that. But the, the whole heart of the gospel, the foundation of the gospel, is justice and righteousness. And when people have been so hostile and antagonistic and in their campaigning in recent days um, against the arrival of Europeans to Australia in 1788... We not we mustn't forget. What about all of the missionaries and all of the people that have faithfully served and given up, um, given up the comforts of home to go out on Aboriginal missions and to serve them and teach them and educate them. And people have served selflessly uh, over hundreds of years. And uh, let us let us honour remember to honour them. Now I know there will be some stories of. Uh, paternalism but they're the, they're the few the truth of the matter is that people who love God have left the comforts of home and served Aboriginal people uh, in this nation for 200 years and the outcome overall is we are a nation which wants a fair go for everybody and what does the word fair go mean that's justice that's the very nature of the kingdom of God and the thing that we want more than anything else, I think, in, in Australians is a fair go, which means the justice of God, which which also came with British law and uh, the covenant of British law based on the foundations of the Bible. So, in fact, there's so many things to be thankful for on, Feb- on January the 26th, Australia Day, and Heritage Sunday, February the, in this, uh, February the 3rd. So if you want to do something proactive in your local church that recognises those sorts of foundations, uh, you could certainly try and organise there to be a mention of, not every church will have this as their whole focus, some will, uh, but to actually have some sort of mention of the fact that it is a day to remember, Christian Heritage Sunday, this coming Sunday the 4th, it'd be a very positive thing in local churches, Peter. Oh, I, I certainly hope churches rise to the occasion and the pastors and youth leaders will take the time, the trouble to research their facts so they can bring to their people the good side of our history and the celebration of the arrival of the, of the gospel on this nation and the responsibility of every Christian and every church and every youth work and every ministry in this nation to, with all their heart and soul, to be propagating the foundations of justice and righteousness for every person on this continent. And reflect for us briefly, Peter. I mean, we can talk about celebrating the arrival of the gospel on our shores in Australia, but it doesn't take much if you think of what the alternatives may have been had the Christian gospel not been front and centre, had that not been the uh, element that uh, brought Australians together initially and that eventually, as we say, uh, while bad and good arrived, the good prevailed. Had the gospel not arrived on our shores then, uh, we might look at a very different Australia today. Yes, we have, uh, Neil, and over those 200 years we've 
fought two world wars to defend freedom and defend liberty, defend justice and defend righteousness. And Aboriginal people uh, have been part of the Australian soldiers that have fought in in both world wars. And I'm constantly amazed. I don't know about you, but sometimes if you just stop and perhaps if you drive across the Harbour Bridge and you look at the profile of Sydney or you look at the profile of Melbourne or whatever part of Australia you live... And you look at what you take for granted and you ask yourself this question, how did all this happen in just 200 years? And the foundation that, that runs this nation is, is justice and righteousness. And where does that come from? The Christian heritage that arrived on the first fleet. And, and even today, you know, the, we, how much repentance do we need in... 1988, when we had uh, a massive crowd, I think 65,000 people at Parliament House who prayed over the opening of Parliament House Canberra and their repentance then for abuse and, and failure of, uh, towards Aboriginal people was confessed and repented in 1988. Again, we've had national repentance with Prime Minister Kevin Rudd. And um, the, Australian, the total Australian budget of support for Aboriginal people today is over $3 billion a year that is spent, and a lot of it is governed by Aboriginal commissions to serve them and help them. And, of course, we don't want to see anybody living in... We know the statistics, we know the failures, and I think every Australian doesn't want to see it that way. I think every Australian wants to see Indigenous people thrive and succeed. What would give us more pleasure than seeing Aboriginal people thrive and succeed. And don't we love that when we see them succeed in sport like Yvonne Gulagong and some of our AFL stars. We love to see Aboriginal people thrive and succeed, but you're never going to... I don't believe this is my personal view, and I, I hope the listeners may care to agree, that you can't thrive and succeed if you're building it on a foundation of victimhood. You have to put the past behind you, the negative past, and grow on the on grow grow forth and grow and thrive on the goodness of God, the love of God, and keep on all of us, every listener, everyone else, keep on building justice and righteousness as the foundations of our families, our schools, our workplaces, and uh, and let us make this a great nation. We love Australia. Let us make it a great nation. Well, last Friday was Australia Day. This coming Sunday is Christian Heritage Sunday. This Sunday, the 4th of February. Good insights today from Peter Kentley, the founder and former executive director of the Christian Federation. There is a website. I'll point you to it. ChristianFederation.net.au. That's ChristianFederation.net.au. Peter, thanks so much for joining us today on 2020. It's been a pleasure to be with you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.